This and all of our podcasts are sponsored by Malicious Intent Apparel and Sports Memorabilia, where their loss is our laughter. Check them out at www.mal-int.com to purchase your next piece of comedic sports apparel or that signed rookie card you've always dreamed of owning for your man cave. Earn 15% off your next purchase when you use the promo code 15ONMI. That's 15ONMI. And be sure to follow us at Giving the Points Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram for our weekly college football picks and random college football info and thoughts. Let's go. Fellow degenerates, and welcome to another edition of Giving the Points Podcast. Follow us at Giving the Points Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram for our weekly picks and random college football info and thoughts. I am your co-host once again, Jeff Cox, and alongside, as always, is my fellow degenerate co-host, Jason Osho Odell. What's going on, brother? Hey, bossman. How are you doing tonight? Just peachy, man. Like we were talking about just earlier, uh, enjoying this uh, hopefully turn for the better in the weather. Nice, cooler weather down here, and you mentioned the same up there in your neck of the woods, right? Very nice. Very nice. It is, it is sweatshirt and short season here where I'm at, so I'm in good shape. It's a nice uh, football weather coming around here, so nice to see it after a long, hot summer. So, uh, any good tales from the Oval Felt poker stories to pass along this week to us? You know, nothing but sadness. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I went, went, got up, and I always am pretty good about my um, emotions at the poker table. But I uh, stumbled upon a hand that I really liked, and I put some money in the pot. And I was trying to drag this poor kid along, and the poor kid hit the river. He hit the river full house on me. Mm. So I I lost a little bit and went and smoked me a cigarette and came back, and I was I was mentally capable again. And <laughs> not 30 minutes later, I got dealt a hand I really liked. It actually it was an ace-king suited, and I, I really, really liked it and put a bunch of money in the pot before the flop. The flop comes down, a king, nothing nothing else. It was like a four and a nine. I'm like, there's nothing here that can hurt me. I pushed in a big chunk, and this guy come over the top of the big chunk, and I wasn't mentally ready for the big push. And then I said, you know what? If he's going to put in like that, I think he's bluffing. I thought he had king, queen is what I thought he had. So I put him all in, and he had pocket fours. So that's when I knew it was time for me to get up from the table and go to the hizzy. Man, that's that's a, a good thing when you know when to, to leave. A lot of people, including myself, have gotten into that where we just uh, are stubborn and just think that we can beat anyone on any given time, any given hand, and uh, we lose our money and our minds. So that's, that's nice that you, you, you're able to get away when you could. So let's talk about some uh, players we enjoyed looking at and watching this past week. I can safely say that the SEC is back. I, I, it was a couple of surprises. A lot of points were scored in the SEC this past week. So let's talk about some hot and cold players and teams this uh, past week. Who did you uh, think was a fairly hot player team for you? You know, the, the big one for me was Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. I predicted it. But, you know, sometimes you predict things and you just don't really believe it. 
And I thought Mississippi State would, would hold it close, and that's why I took them to, to cover mm-hmm. in my play money, you know, in my, uh, my fun coupons that mm-hmm. I do online. And I, I also took them to in a couple parlays to cover, and they just showed up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think did. it was not only a, a, their work that they put in and their coaching, and, but I think it was LSU as well. LSU does not have the, the team they had last year, and, and we thought that coming in. We've talked about that on other podcasts. It's going to be hard to replace all those folks. You know, when I was making my big stand last week and saying Mississippi State's going to pull it out, you know, LSU just don't have the firepower. And Brennan, their quarterback, is he's not the second coming. So they've got some work to do. Yeah, 78 total points. And, that's, and you're right about that. I, I didn't think, honestly, that – uh, Mike Leach could bring that type of uh, a system into the SEC, which is, you know, predominantly known for its defense. And he damn sure showed LSU and the rest of the SEC what could be uh, a long season for everyone. So that was, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to echo the sentiments that you had on the Mississippi State as my hot player. The combination, the one-two punch of the uh, quarterback, the transfer from Stanford, KJ Costello. Uh, mm-hmm. who threw had 36 for 60, 623 through the air and five touchdowns. A uh, little bit of trivia here. He broke the SEC passing record. Do you happen to know the last player he broke the record of? SEC passing record. Mm-hmm. You know, a safe bet would be Peyton Manning. Okay. But that is I not would, it. But, but I would ahead. have to go with – I'd have to go with Joe Burrows. No, no. Let me give you a year. 1993. 93. SEC East. SEC yes. East. So it's going to be Florida. Uh, no. Okay. Then I have no clue. Eric Zier, which oh my I forgot all about him. Yeah. He, he had a, the record at 544 yards. I just looked that up and, uh, yeah, completely forgot about that guy. He was, he was a beast back in the day and, uh, just thought I'd, Throw that out there. So yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, he five forty four to six twenty three. So he demolished that record. Uh, also, I was impressed with his lead receiver, Osiris Mitchell, which I happen to toot my own horn here. Have both of them on my fantasy team. Yes, he uh, dragged in seven catches, one eighty three through the air, and two touchdowns. So that's a very formidable, uh, formidable one two punch. So yeah, I definitely think that's one of my uh, hot players slash uh, team. Uh, did you have any more this week? No, I, I watched a lot of games this weekend, and Mississippi State was the one that really jumped out to me. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Another player that I uh, enjoy – well, I can't say anything about Florida that I enjoy, but uh, that tight end, Kyle Pitts, I think yes. he played last year. I don't know what he is in relation to how many years he's been there. He had eight catches for 170 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, if he can keep this up, Florida I, – I, I can't – I can't not see Florida in the SEC uh, title game. So that was a very impressive uh, output in his first game of the season. Um, yeah, you're right. Florida team. Yeah. And they're, they're playing him all over the field too. He, yeah. I think, I think they, they mark him as a, as a tight end, but he's all over the field and he, he had yeah. a pretty good showing. Yeah. I think even more as a wide receiver, but they've got him in the tight end uh, position. Uh, how about uh, cold players or teams? Who did you think didn't do so well this past week? Oh, Oklahoma. 
Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, to me, was top of mind when I started thinking about it. They went in and played a game against Lawrence – or uh, I'm sorry, against Kansas State. And Kansas State got beat by Arkansas State, if memory serves correctly. And All right. yep. Oklahoma just laid a goose egg. Spencer yep. Rattler, he poisoned himself somehow because they, they couldn't move the ball. They couldn't do anything. They Their defense was just absolutely abysmal. So I think Oklahoma, if they don't turn it around this week, they're going to have a long season. Now, was that your ingenious way of sneaking in the word poison when you mentioned Rattler as a rattlesnake? Oh, poison? of course, yes. Oh, genius, man. Let me call Johnny Carson and get you on there. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I'm going to echo the same thing. I, 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 Oklahoma's defense was atrocious. They, I have here, they gave up 24 unanswered points to lose at home, nonetheless, and that 38-35 loss to Kansas State, which uh, the Big 12 is just a big uh, disappointment so far. It, it's crazy. I don't know who's going to prevail in the uh, Big 12, but I certainly don't see any one of those teams in the. Uh, talks of the final four when it comes to the playoffs. No, um, I, did you have any – go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, I think it really does hurt them because we're going to play a shortened season. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I was I was hoping for was an expanded playoff, and I read today that they voted that down. They, they wanted to go to – it was on the table to go that. to eight teams. So yeah. they voted that down. And why they don't, they're not going to do it this year, if they're going to experiment at, at any time, it should be this year. But yeah. they, they voted that down. Yeah. So Agreed. Th- them crawling back – into the mix, it's going to be really tough. They're both going to have to run the table, and they're going to have to do it convincingly, and I don't think either one of them have the firepower to do it. No, I don't. Anything else uh, that you caught your eye that disappointed you or you were not impressed with? Yes, I was disappointed in you and I. Um, I saw a, a figure on Sunday morning that made my head hurt and made me shake my head. So do you okay. know if you would have placed a bet with fun coupons mm-hmm. on Mississippi State winning, Kansas State winning, and Arkansas covering at the half for a hundred dollars. Okay, you would have won one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. How would you have ever thought to do that combination of a parlay? But that—that's—that's that's a that's a great tidbit there. That's crazy. So you essentially you're saying both money lines. Yep. If I heard you correct, and then the Arkansas up at half. Arkansas covering at half. Yeah. Covering at half. Just okay. covering at half. Not being ahead. Just covering. At right. Half. Right. That's you, crazy. You would have won for a hundred dollar fun coupon. You would have walked away with a suitcase. And I was Let's pissed see. off Let's at see. myself for not thinking of it because I sat here last well, week we... and talked about <laughs> Mississippi State for five minutes about how they were going to. They they were they were my money line pick last week. They were the ones that were yeah. going to take it, you know. And I, I hit that pick, but she I did. never would have thought in a million years that that Oklahoma or Arkansas would put up their fight in the first half last week. So you, yeah. I guess for disappoint, you got to throw in Georgia too because they looked horrible yeah. until the second half. So absolutely, that's interesting. That's an interesting little parlay. I'm going to say Texas, Texas Tech defense. Uh, again, we're another shit on the Big 12. These guys gave up a combined just under 1,000, 997 combined yards given up. Texas uh, ended up overcoming a 15-point deficit to win 
and that was just under three minutes in overtime. They uh, pulled it out, which was crazy. I was looking at, I wasn't watching the game, just kind of kept looking at the score. I'm like, okay, I got a, I think I had a small wager on Texas Tech money line. Um, but I was like, oh, I got this. But I kept looking and looking, and they, Texas came back and tied it up. I'm like, shit, I think I'm done. And sure enough. Anyway, yeah, the Big 12 is just a big pile of doo doo uh, thus far, I think. So yeah, that- I don't think, uh, that, mm-hmm. that Texas game was a track meet. I literally thought it was three-man Atari football. If you remember back in the day That's where fine. you just rolled around and watch a receiver go to the corner of the end zone and all of a sudden it's a touchdown, I literally thought that's what I was watching. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> Enough of the Big 12 uh, shit show. Let's talk about some fantasy. Now, as uh, the, viewer, the viewers, as the listeners know, we both played each other in our college and NFL fantasy leagues, respectively. I'm going to start with NFL because I was on the wrong side of this. Hotel Odell Galladay, as I say, yeah, again, yeah. I want to say Jen, 146, Rafi's Jerkoff Party, 99. You whooped my ass and then some by 47 damn points. I what do you have to say? I'm going to get get up on your soapbox. Yeah, Anything you want to say? I will say this, that the NFL for me this year has been much easier than college. I In the pros, I had a plan. I had a strategy. And I had some tactics involved with the waiver wire. And it really worked out for me. That That is really yeah. all I can say about, about the, the pro piece. The college, on the other hand, was a shit show for me, and it has been a shit show since since we started. So I'm really struggling in that. But but I I executed my plan in the in the pro game, and and I'm I'm doing fairly well. Yep, a couple of highlights of your team. You had Derrick Henry, two touchdowns, 25 points. Your combination of Kyler Murray and Hopkins totaled 41 points. And I think the big surprise here for me on your scoring was the combination of your Indianapolis Colts kicker and defense. The defense tallied two return touchdowns, 27 points. That didn't help me. And then the four-eyed wonder out of Georgia, Rodrigo Blankenship, the free agent uh, for the Colts, 12 points. So uh, your, your, your guys on the special teams came to play and Clean my clock, for lack of a better term. I have nothing to say about my team. But changing over to college, let's talk about that for a minute because hmm. I whoop your fucking ass. Yes, you did. Mike, Re- <laughs> Mike Leach's air raid, 202 points, triple homicide, 81-114. So I guess maybe not as bad as it uh, sounds like. But um, on my side of the ball, like I talked earlier, I was uh, blessed to have KJ Costello and Osiris Mitchell. They combined for 74 points, so that was really the uh, the big uh, part of my scoring right there. I also picked up some random uh, running back that we talked about uh, from Tulane. Cameron Carroll had four touchdowns, 41 points. So those were my uh, big heavy hitters. And then I think your side, I don't think anybody had over 18 points for you. So kind of a humdrum output for your guys. Anything else you want to add to that on your college team? You know, I have made as many changes as I humanly possibly can this week to try to get back mm-hmm. on the board. I have moved some people around. Uh, I'm even going to try Deuce Vaughn from – Kansas State is running back versus Texas Tech to see if he can put up some points. 
but it's just been slow yeah. rolling. A lot of buys. Yeah, you might that you know that's mm-hmm. another place I I really messed up in the college game is my my players have so many buys. It's just crazy. Yeah, and I think it's going to get better once we have our uh, I want to call it secondary or supplemental free agent slash draft here in a few weeks when we uh, pick up our other conference players that are just going to be starting here at the end of October. So I think we'll get a little bit more variety of players that you could possibly pick up uh, and help your team. Uh, one thing that I noticed that uh, I just kind of was looking at numbers and I noticed that I have the to- the most total points in our league through three weeks, but I'm one and two. So go figure on that. I don't know what you, that's going to give me no trophies or anything, but uh, just thought I'd throw it out there. No, when I look at our standings, um, you know, Luckily, we've got some clowns that are 0 3. So that, that's really going to help. And, you know, when you look at the grub, I'm 1 and 2 and only two games back. So there's there's still some hope. Yeah, we've got three guys at 3 and 0, and then uh, two guys at 0 and 3, which happen to be two of the rookies in our league. So hopefully we can feed off their newness and uh, get whatever wins we can off of them this year. So uh, I don't have much news. I did know that, or I see that Notre Dame has 25 players with COVID. I know they're off this week and they got FSU next week. Did you notice any other news that came up that, that we haven't talked about in the previous weeks? Uh, anything COVID related? You know, COVID related, you know, first thing that jumps to mind is the Tennessee game, Tennessee Titans game is postponed on Sunday. Yeah. That come out yeah, today. I saw that. And I'm hearing – Monday, possibly Tuesday, and I've heard even Wednesday in the news. And, you know, how does that affect not only the, the league week, but how does that affect our fantasy weeks? So that's that's going to play a toll yeah. on everybody. We're going to have to talk about that uh, and see what's the best avenue. I, I, I If there's an option with fan tracks, I think we need to extend the week scoring and whether they play on Tuesday or Wednesday, give them – because, you know, we don't want players – or. Uh, Commission, excuse me, people in our league to be, you know, forced to have to not know if they can play their players that are participating. Who's it, Tennessee and Pittsburgh, or who, who's playing? I, I believe it is Tennessee and Pittsburgh, and I've got uh, Mr. Henry okay. and my see, yeah, and, you for example, and my backup. You're going to let me fun. tell you, my backup is Miles Gaskin. That is my other running back I got. So, you know, I'm. Yeah, the words Miami and running back aren't going to bode too well in fantasy football. <laughs> so not? you might – yeah, you might want to uh, – yeah, that's that's true. You've got one of the, the bigger workhorses in Derrick Henry. So, yeah, we'll, we'll tackle that and see uh, what's best for the whole total of the league. And, uh, moving along, uh, is, was there any other news you want to talk about? No, any no, other that's, COVID that's all really the news this week. Okay. So each week we will uh, we're going to jump to our Heisman choices. Each week we recap our top three Heisman contenders from the previous show, and then we also give our newest three for last week's game. So I'm going to start with you. Give me your last three from the previous week and who you got for this week. Lawrence Fields King, Lawrence Fields King. I am standing strong. Standing strong, and I guess uh, until the bigger conferences, the Power Five conferences get going, I'm not surprised, and that's a that's a fair fair shake right there. Uh, last week I had Trevor Lawrence, Rattler, and Gabriel from UCF, 
Uh, I've still got Trevor Lawrence. Uh, it's his to lose as far as I'm concerned right now. Um, and again, my theory on I can't put anybody in like you're putting in fields, which I understand and respect that, but I just can't put anybody in there yet. I'm sure week one I'll put them in there um, or anybody else participating. But I've got Gabriel, uh, Dylan Gabriel. He put up 32 for 47, 408 yards, four touchdowns. I can't see how I could take him out of there. I've got co – I really shouldn't do this, but I'm going to go co-third place. I can't get past K.J. Costello so far. And I'm going to – it hurts my heart to do this, but I, Kyle Trask was nothing short of amazing in their performance. Uh, 30 of 42 for 416 and six touchdowns. I, I can't see myself not putting him in so far. Um, again, it pains me to say that being a Florida Gator hater. So uh, that is my top three slash four for this. Well, week. I tell you, Costello or Trask, both of those cats have a shot if they can, can win out. If they lead their team to the promised land, they've got a shot. And what I mean, what I mean by that is that other teams are going to have to falter, and they're going to have to win, and they're going to have to put up big numbers. And and I think. Those two, if any, of all the players in college football that we haven't talked about, they have the biggest chance to to really make something happen. Do you see Miles Brennan from LSU having a chance? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, I'm just thinking if he can somehow – and it's hard to, to follow Burroughs showing, but I'm just wondering if uh, he, not just after one game, but uh, after a season, if he has a chance, being that LSU will probably be in contention. Yeah, you know what? Now that they lost the first game, I can't say that safely. So, well, uh, I, yeah. I look at it like this he could put up 600 yards the rest of the season. Can his hype overtake Burroughs? That's, that's really, that's mm-hmm. in the minds of the voters already with him. Yeah, they will always be comparing him to Burroughs. How was he versus Burroughs in this game? And how, first mm-hmm. game, second mm-hmm. game. And, and that's how they're going to play the game. So I just don't see yeah. him being able to put up the numbers, nor does he have a defense that can allow him to win games. Yeah. Allowing 44 points is just not going to cut the mustard. No. So I agree. Yeah. So let's jump to this week's slate of games. Um you know, each week we'll talk about the uh, early, middle of the day, and the evening games. So uh, tell me uh, three games you're looking at watching this week. There are three that I'm really excited about. The, in, the, in the noon format, I'm really looking forward to South Carolina, Florida. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of the Florida game last week, but what I do, I was impressed with. I really want to know what South Carolina is going to bring to the table. Didn't get a chance to see them a whole lot. And those games are always good. They're always tight in the beginning. I do think Florida will pull it out, but I don't think they'll, you know, the, I think the last time I checked, it was an 18 point spread and I'm staying away from those, but mm-hmm. I, I, that was, that was one that I really liked in the three o'clock hour. I like Texas A&M and Alabama, Alabama's Alabama, Texas A&M is Florida state 2.0. Uh, I think they're headed down a, a bad path, but I want to see, um, I want to see what Jimbo's going to bring to the table. Texas A&M did not look good last week. From what I from that they did not pass my eye test certainly, and then in the evening game I want to see Georgia Auburn at seven. Georgia looked horrible last week. 
Auburn looked Auburn looked decent, but they were playing Kentucky, and it's really hard to gauge anybody playing Kentucky because you don't know which Kentucky team you, you've really got, especially after game one. Mm-hmm. You know, they either play really really good or they play really really bad. There's no there's never any in between for those those cats there in Kentucky. So I, I think yeah. this is going to be one of the games that kind of sorts the field, so to speak, with the SEC and really lets us know who's who. Right. Well, I agree with you on the early game. I'd like to see South Carolina and Florida um, in the swamp. I don't think South Carolina has a chance at beating them. However, you're right. In the past, they have played them fairly tough. And when Spurrier was there coaching the Gamecocks, and um, I'd like to see if Florida can follow up with a performance like they did last week to see if that offense is that much for real and to see if Trask and Pitts – can uh, follow up to what they did, their output offensively. Uh, the middle of the afternoon, I love seeing offensive games. And if you want to see some good scoring, uh, Memphis and SMU is the game to watch. Uh, Memphis coming off, I think, a couple of weeks where they had some COVID issues. So they're maybe a bit rusty. And then SMU, uh, they just got players all over the field. Uh, their quarterback, Bouchelle, they've got a pair of running backs, Bentley and uh, McDaniel and uh, Roberson and a, a bevy of other wide receivers. So they're bound to put up some points. I want to say the over is like 75 or something like that. But it's it should be some good offense if you're into that kind of ball. The late game, as uh, crazy as it might sound, is Arkansas and Mississippi State. Now, Arkansas, I think, was a complete fluke in that first half versus Georgia. I don't think they have the defensive firepower to shut down a Mike Leach offense. On the other side of the ball, I want to see if Mike Leach's offense and Costello and the boys can echo what they did last week, which is going to be, uh, if, if so, based on Arkansas's defense, they're going to put up probably more than 44 against this Arkansas team. So I am interested to see. And it's fun to see a lot of offensive. Uh, I don't think you want to watch a defensive ten to seven game. Uh, I know I don't, but uh, yeah, that's the late game I want to see is Arkansas and Mississippi State, and see if my two boys on my team can uh, can do something. So that's what we're looking at seeing uh, this week. Now we're going to go to our Who You Got segment. Just as a reminder, each of us is allotted a thousand dollar fake bankroll before the season started. Uh, the one with the largest bankroll at the end of the season will take each or the other one's $20 bill. We're high rollers, as you can tell from that. So each week we'll place dollar amounts on two single game picks with the spread, one money line underdog pick, one parlay and or teaser, and one NFL pick with the spread. Uh, one thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if you do this, is, I guess the strategy as the season progresses I'm looking more so at teams to bet against rather than teams to bet on. Um, as the you know, we get more examples from the games played on the field, I, I feel like, for example, the Kansas. I'm more apt to bet on a Kansas team that I know is going to be shitty than an Alabama team that's traditionally always good and most of the time covering. You know, so I'm I'm looking at teams as sad as that sounds that I can bet against um, rather than betting for. That being said, let's recap our uh, picks from last week. You flourished, and I did the opposite. So let me uh, get a recap from you of what, how you fared last week. 
you know, when it come down to it, I I went four or five on mine last week. I had I had Tennessee minus the four and a, minus the four. I had the Mississippi State money line, which paid off really well. I mm, I had a teaser did. of Miami, Baylor, and Florida, which all covered. And then just because I shoved in Pittsburgh Steelers and they covered against Houston, the only game that I mm. misstepped on last week was the LSU Mississippi. I thought that would be an under. I thought the only way for wow. Mississippi State to win that game was going to be a very tight, close game under 57. It was over 57, but I made up tons of money on the money line, so I was pretty pretty pleased with it. Yeah, that 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 was a risky uh, 110 you put on the Mississippi State money line, but uh, damn if you didn't hit it, so kudos to you. On the reverse side, I went 1-5. Excuse me, one and four. Um, I missed my pit. Well, I uh, it was minus three against Louisville, and they won by three. So I, I don't know why. You I got the push. What's that term you called? Got the that we push. Talked about. Push. There we go. Jesus Christ. Push. I pushed on them. West Virginia plus seven didn't hit that. Texas State money line at Boston College. They were winning the whole yes, they were game, and Boston College ended up coming back. So. Lost that one. I did hit my teaser, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Texas San Antonio, a measly $60, and then I lost my NFL game. Arizona, Jesus Christ, I can't get heads or tails on whether they're good or not. It was a six-point spread at home. Detroit Lions coming into town. They end up beating them, so lost that one. Well, see, in, in fun um, coupons, I, anyway. took, uh, I took Arizona in a teaser, so it pushed it down to, to a pickle. So I ended up uh, – Mm-hmm. Ended up doing pretty good. I uh, I turned one hundred dollars worth of bets into about three fifty in real money. So I was I was really happy with my picks. I didn't go anything stupid. That you did uh, in in real money with Mississippi State. You know I kept it small just so I could say I did it. And so it was it was a good weekend overall. So based on the first three weeks. Odell is at a balance of $1,037.15, and yours truly is at a embarrassing $557 balance. So you've got me by whatever the math is, $500 and change. Let's go over this week's picks. Who do you like? You know, pick number one, this is a lock, a stone-cold lock. The first one of the season, I'm going to tell you it's a lock. Oklahoma minus seven playing Iowa State. Oklahoma will not have the same type of performance this week as I had last week. It's impossible. They're playing an, an Iowa State team that is one and two right now with their loss being to Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. So while mm-hmm. Iowa State can play the run pretty good, Oklahoma's not going to allow them to play the run. Spencer Rattler is going to rear his Cobra Kai head, and he's going to be throwing all over the field. So, if you want to make some money, Oklahoma minus the seven. And you're taking a, you're putting 110 on that to win 95.65 for those counting at home. I'm going to take a shot at West Virginia at home. I'm going to go up to Morgantown. They got Baylor coming in. I'm going to take West Virginia plus three. I think they bounced back from the Oklahoma State loss. I'm going to throw 40 on it to win 34.78. 
Who you got your second pick? This one, this one's a winner too. I'm not going to call it a lock, but it's a winner. Auburn plus seven with Georgia. We saw what Georgia looks like last week versus Arkansas. You cannot tell me that Felipe Franks rolls in against Georgia and looks the way he looks because Arkansas has gotten better. Georgia looked mm-hmm. horrible. We know that Auburn and Georgia always play each other close. Always. It's mm-hmm. going to be an in-the-trenches game. Auburn's going to cover that seven points. Okay. So you're putting $77 on that to win $64.17. I'm going to jump over to the game that I mentioned that I'd like to watch with the points. Memphis and SMU, I'm going to take over 74 and a half. I know that's steep, but based on what I know uh, each team has to offer offensively, I see a lot of points being scored. I'm going to throw 40 on that game to win $38.10. Very good. Very good. Who do you like on your money line? Money line pick. Very rarely, very rarely will I sit here and tell you that I have two locks in one week, but I do. Mississippi is going to beat Kentucky. Mm. I don't care what the spread point, Mm. the point spread is. I think it's six and a half. Mississippi is going to beat Kentucky this weekend. At home at Kentucky. Yep. Okay. So despite Florida whooping them. They're um, playing Florida. They 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 played Florida. They played Florida. They did. And and they They were in Mississippi. But I do believe that Kiffin has the firepower. And while that score was 51 to 35, that tells me with Florida's defense that Mississippi can't score. Mm -hmm. So Mississippi is going to win that game. Okay, okay. That's what the money line bet's all about. You're taking the underdog on a whim. I'm going to go with Boston College. I think I like what I've seen so far in two games. They're playing at Chestnut Hill. They've got a high-powered, what we think is high-powered, North Carolina offense coming in. 13.5-point underdogs. I'm going to throw 25 bucks to win 93.75. So it may be a shot in the dark, but I need to make some headway and catch up with your ass. So I'm going to take Boston College money line at home. Who do you got on your parlay? Parlay, Oklahoma, Auburn, $22. Easiest money you're going to make right there. All right. Seven points apiece. That'll be a 53.41 on the plus side for you if you knock that one out. I'm going to go ahead and take those two games. I'm going to turn it into a teaser. I like teasing seven-point spreads down to a point at home. Uh, Let me go Oklahoma minus one, Auburn minus one. I like on the other side of the ball, Kentucky versus your Ole Miss money line. Kentucky will be a pick at home. And I'm just going to get another home team. FAU will be getting uh, minus half a point, uh, four-team parlay teaser. Uh, we're going to bet 50 to win 137.50 on that. Who do you like on the NFL side of things? A little bit tougher, but I'm going Buffalo minus three over Las Vegas. Doesn't that sound weird yes, to say does. Las Vegas? Who would have, if you would have asked I love me it, in 1988 though. as I was in eighth grade if Las Vegas would ever have a football team, I would tell you <laughs> absolutely not. 
But in 2020, we got one. So even even another reason to go to Vegas. Yeah. Even you know, better. When you look at Buffalo, their passing <laughs> game is on point. Their running game is getting on point. Their defense is playing well. I just don't see Las Vegas holding that offense down. I just don't see it. So I'm going with Buffalo for 55 minus three. Yeah, I loved. I enjoyed watching Josh Allen uh, last week. He he was up against uh, a comeback by the was it was it the yes. Rams they were playing. They were Buffalo was up and they the Rams just came battling back and Josh just took him down there on the last drive and they prevailed. Um, at home so yeah that's that's a nice that's a nice pick buffalo's a pretty i can't believe i'm saying this they're a pretty safe pick so far this year i i like uh green bay um it's seven and a hook minus seven and a half i just think they've played they played tremendous against new orleans last week um they're playing atlanta who has shit the bed two out of three games holding huge leads and dropping those leads to uh, Dallas and uh, I forget who it was last. Orange week. Park High. Some oh Chicago, yeah, probably the JV team. At, so they got beat that. by a Chicago <laughs> team that had their backup quarterback in mm-hmm. for three fourth quarter touchdowns. Yes, that was it was unbelievable. Big Dick Nick, Big Dick Nick Foles. Um, I'm going to throw thirty on that to win twenty eight dollars and fifty seven cents. So. Good luck to you, but not too much luck. I've got to make some headway. I know I'm not going to make it back on this week, but uh, every little bit counts. So to find a recap of those, once again, you can always go to Giving the Points podcast at Twitter and Instagram. We're going to start posting those with the balance uh, season long, and uh, you can follow along. So um, one thing I do want to bring uh, as far as fun coupons, not our uh, fake Fake roll, fake bank roll. I had a uh, six-game parlay, and I'm really pissed. Mm. I uh, it's not much. I threw uh, twenty bucks on New England, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, and L.A. Oh, fucking Chargers. I ha- I it was going to win me. I think twenty to win one hundred fifty. So it would have been a nice. And I, I was feeling good. New England, boom, Buffalo, boom, 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 boom. The Chargers let me down. They lost. So that but went out the window. But I had a pretty good uh, sweat. Made it worth uh, watching. Nice little NFL Sunday. But uh, that was – did you have any particular – or you can't oh, wait yes. where you are, oh, right? Yes, we have a uh, – we have an internet account that we use, and uh, it, gets a, it gets a lot of work. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. All right. Did you have anything in particular that you remember that you had uh, done well or lost? You know, I, I, I put down some of the same bets that I had with our, our league and what we're doing, mm-hmm. but I really did a really good job of NFL. I called the Buffalo. I called Pittsburgh. Uh, I called the Titans. So I, I hit, uh, Three or four different parlays. I had a, had a pretty good weekend, but that Buffalo the well, the you Buffalo barely scraped me by. Good. I was worried about the Buffalo one. Yeah. What about Tennessee? Shit, yes, they barely they did, won too. Put the them Vikings. in with a bunch of teasers, you know, a bunch of six point, six and a half point teasers. <clears throat> you know, you double or oh, triple yeah, your money yeah. sometimes. But that Charger game caught me too. I, I did a money mm-hmm. line. That's something that you got me into. 
So I did a big money line bet, and mm-hmm. Chargers were the one that got me. Mm-hmm. And throughout the season, I, 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 I don't know if this is a uh, trademark, but I'm, I'm going to have to look into it. I, I call it uh, a buck to fuck. I love throwing a buck and on uh, parlays. It's a Hail Mary, but it's worth it. I threw a couple of bucks to fuck normally on a weekly basis on generally college where I put up about 10 or less teams, uh, money line uh, underdog teams. So each week uh, from now on, if I can remember to do it, I'm going to talk about these on our our, uh, podcast upcoming. Uh, none that I can recall that uh, were, were worth uh, speaking about, but uh, we'll do that in the upcoming weeks. So that's all for our uh, wagering discussion. And uh, you have something you want to talk about on the Cobra Kai? Yeah, some, uh, some recent current events. You know, I uh, we had our, our podcast last week, and we had a segment on Cobra Kai, and we had a segment on, you know, fuck cards and our gambling and my wife was out of town and she come back in town. She said, uh, I, I want to listen to the podcast. I've listened to the other ones. You guys, you know, you do a good job. They're pretty funny and interesting. I want to listen to it. So send it okay, to her. She listened okay. to it. And little did I remember or should have remembered that we had a full conversation about duck sauce, um, during, during the podcast. <laughs> so she, so she, she listened to it and, I saw the eyes cut as she she heard the part about the duck sauce, and I just kept going on my business. So now here in uh, our house, we are officially on duck sauce alert. You know, it used to be uh, blonde tan blondes, but now we've we've kind of moved duck sauces in, and got to be careful with that one too now. So just a little funny current event happening in the Odell house. <laughs> the Asian <laughs> oh boy um so let's move on to our fuck tart of the week the uh part of the show where we like to pick one particular person or event that happened and just uh break it down so give me what you you know there are there are certain people that no matter what they do or what they say you just don't like them you you just don't and I, i listened for 11 and a half long years of ESPN and the ramble from Jamel Hill that it just drove me crazy. Mm. I'm not a big fan. She even went to one of my alma maters and I tried to like her, but she doesn't know a thing about sports, Uh, ping pong, tennis, basketball, football, nothing. She, she knows nothing. And it, the last couple of years of her show became a political show to where all we heard about what was Mm -hmm. Kaepernick doing and, and you know this is not the this is not the time and a place and on a podcast to talk about you know right now Black Lives Matter or Antifa or any of that other stuff that's going on. But I've never heard her say anything positive about anybody uh, that hasn't been arrested or hasn't been uh, in some type of trouble. I'll say, Sands Kaepernick. And I woke up this morning and I, you know I'm sure that like you and the rest of America, we all watched what they call the debate. I called it something that's, it's, <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but it wasn't a debate. And the first thing that popped up on my Twitter feed this morning was Jamel Hill calling our president, Donald Trump, a racist. Now, I, I, mm. I, I don't know if he's a racist or not, 
but I know that she's not in a position to uh, to say whether he is or not. She's probably never even met the man. Um, but she's a fucktard. I'll, I'll come out and say it. She's a fucktard. <laughs> I'm glad she's off. Uh, glad she's off the ESPN so we can actually talk about sports. But, you know, a, a lot of people, I'm sure in your walk of life with work and with everything else, people are talking about who's going to be the president and who should be the president. And it, to mm-hmm. me, it's pretty simple. If you got $50 in your pocket and you want to keep that $50, then you vote for Trump. If you have $50 in your pocket and you would like to lose $37 or somebody that watches Oprah all day, then you vote for Biden. It's he, they're, they're, Let's face it. They're both crooks. They are politicians. There is a reason that, that Joe Biden has spent 47 years in office and has $9 million in his bank account. They're all crooks. Mm. So Jamel Hill got me fired up first thing this morning uh, w- with her antics. And uh, hopefully after this, uh, this little show of a, an election we're going to have, she'll be off to do something else. Maybe she'll start a CrossFit league or she will learn how to make a sandwich, something. But Jamel Hill's my fucktard of the week. <laughs> there it is, folks. <laughs> Oh boy, I don't know how I could top that. So, uh, any any closing words? With that being said, anything else you want to give us? <laughs> yeah, Mississippi. To? If I haven't said it enough, Mississippi will beat Kentucky this weekend. Boy, oh boy, I'm gonna have to edit that part out. Being a Kentucky fan, but that's your lock. I don't have a lock sound effect, or I'd put it in. You know that we've got to find one. Um, we got to. We got to. With the limited resources we have, although we're very uh, happy to have uh, our podcast on the uh, Anchor podcast app. So, with that being said, don't forget to follow us at Giving the Point Podcast. Let me make sure I said that right. Giving the Point Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram for our weekly picks, our uh, season-long balance, and anything and everything college fantasy football-related. So for my co-host, Jason O'Dell, I am the Jeff Cox, wishing you much luck in your wagering endeavors this week. Good boxing, everybody. How do we end the show? All right, y'all. 